TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Talk, Southern New England Sports Original, 103.7 WEEI. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Now it's time for Cordishi and Coit. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original, 1037 WEI. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Cordishi and Coit on Southern New England Sports Original, 1037 WEI. Scott Cordishi, Nick Coit here in Providence, Rhode Island. Joey P., Joe Passarelli, our producer up in our Worcester Massachusetts studio. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Good morning, Scotty. Gotta love another lovely rainy morning um, on a Saturday. I'm so sick of this weather, Nick Coit. I tell you what, I and, and I don't blame the meteorologists like some people, but I mean, I mean, the rain. I'm just, just please go away. And you know what? It stinks. Like it seems like the pattern now is the week's nice and the weekend sucks. It seems like that's the I mean, rut that we're in. You guys are preaching. I, I was standing outside in New Jersey on Sunday in that game. Uh, I was standing outside from about 5 to 6 o'clock last night as we were getting ready for a 6 o'clock show. Luckily for the actual high school football games last night, yep. the rain stopped. But from 5 to 6 o'clock is when we do our pregame stuff. <laughs> if you had a chance to watch ABC6 News at 6 last night, it, <laughs> I, I was standing in a waterfall. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Those coaches don't don't go chasing waterfalls. Nick. Oh, it was, it was really, really bad. Um yeah, so it's just been dreary, and hopefully it hopefully it slows up here. Uh, Scott and I have obviously got uh, college football this afternoon. URI and Brian are playing this afternoon as well, so hopefully it slows up because we, we'd like to have some nice weather. And it is supposed to be coming, according to the meteorologists. So. Yeah, I guess uh, so. I, I heard, like, you know, rain in the morning and then maybe some shower, light showers in the afternoon. So yeah. maybe in the afternoon we get a little bit of a break, but uh, – I know, Rody Brian. What time is that game? Is that one, one o'clock? And yep. the the Brown Central Connecticut game is at noon. So you guys have the call on that. Uh, we do. Yep, myself and Nick and John Anderson will be on the call on ESPN Plus. Very nice. O'clock. Yep. Home opener for the Bears. I'm just bummed out. I hope the weather doesn't keep the crowd away. I know. Uh, because this is a good Brown football team and a fun Brown football team to watch this year. So. Hey, I mean, plus side is, you know, there might be more Bruno Brew for me to scoop yeah. up at the uh, Narragansett Brewery. <laughs> You're looking forward to that, uh, aren't you? I, I got cash in my wallet. I'm uh, ready to go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring some home with me. That's great. Well, the Patriots will get back at it tomorrow in Big D, a big test for the Patriots. You know, they beat the Jets as I think most of us thought they would last week. Look, I, I think we can draw some conclusions through the first few games. Number one, uh, their defense is good, right? Really I, good. I think we can agree the Patriots' defense is, is very good. Yeah, they really are. And, and I think you have, uh, you've hit on your first-round pick already. You have hit on your yeah. first-round pick. That yeah. kid is lights out, Scott. Yeah. Lights out. Exactly what they needed. 
in the back end. He's a guy that already, your first three weeks, you've, you've basically put him on A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, and Garrett Wilson. Was he rookie of the month or defensive rookie of the month? Defensive rookie, defensive of, the rookie of the month for the whole league. Oh, for the whole league? For the whole league, not the AFC, the whole league. Okay. And, I mean, the kid is, he's fantastic. Yeah. And he just, he's quiet. He goes about his business. He's got a, he's got a Stephon Gilmore. Ironically, they're playing Stephon Gilmore with the Cowboys this week. He's got that kind of vibe to me because he's just, he doesn't say much, you know, and and his teammates keep saying that, like he's a rookie, he doesn't say much. But he goes out there, he lets his play do the talking. The kid is really good, and I think it really helps their back end there because I thought their front seven has been pretty strong and was strong. Um, but putting him back there with you know with Kyle Duggar and with some of the guys they have, yeah, there's just there's a lot of versatility. There's a lot of talent there. Um, I think their defense, Scott, and that's one of your conclusions. Obviously, is they're very good. And my conclusion is, I think because they're very good, they're going to be in every game. I don't I don't see a Patriots team getting you know, totally blown away this year. I think they're going to be in every game because their defense can play so well and because it's versatile. Now, the other thing is, and I'm sure one of your other conclusions is, Scott, is that they still have trouble scoring points, and they need to figure out how to do that in, in more ways because their defense is going to give them a chance to do that this season. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm disappointed in the offense. Not, I, I actually think that the addition of Billy O'Brien, and we talked about this last week, I, I like the scheme. Uh, I think the play calling is much better. I think there are plays to be made. I mean, this looks like a much better offense than what we saw last year under Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Uh, it's more I just, confident. <laughs> I just feel like they lack elite talent in the positions where they need it. You know, in today's NFL, you see the best teams in the league either have a superstar elite quarterback, see the Kansas City Chiefs, or they have elite talent at the wide receiver position. Look at the Miami Dolphins, right? I yep. mean, it, it's one or the other because, you know, look, guys like Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady, the the true greats, you know, Aaron Rodgers in his prime, I mean, they're, they're like unicorns. They're hard to find, right? Yep. They mm-hmm. are. I mean, chances are most teams are going to have to deal with the guy that's, you know, serviceable, a guy that you you hope can make plays, but more importantly, doesn't make mistakes to kill you. But with those guys, it's imperative that you surround them with top talent if you want them to succeed, right? The Tom Brady's of the world, for the most part, can can work with anything because they're that special. I think we're seeing that with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. He didn't have the weapons he used to have. He's got Kelsey, and that's it. Yeah. Um, so if you don't have one of those guys, which the Patriots don't, then I think it's imperative upon you to surround him with top-level elite talent. At least give him one elite receiver because I really feel like if you have that guy, it brings everybody else up because it, it, it puts them in their proper slots or positions, right? None of these guys are number one receivers, so they're all elevated to a level where they shouldn't be. If you put a Tyree Kill or a – you know, a, a Jamar Chase or a Justin Jefferson or a player of that ilk, a Devontae Adams in this offense, then I think all those other guys would look better than they look right now. And that's why I, I just I don't understand why Bill Belichick can't see that or refuses to go that way in today's NFL. I know Bill's always been the guy when the NFL zigs, he likes to zag. Well, I'm going to win with defense and running the football. Well, guess what's not working? You, you know what? You can't run the football if you don't have a legitimate threat to throw the ball, like, deep. And, and they're just 
I don't know. It, it's it's kind of painful to watch them operate on offense. And you know what? Mac's not playing bad. I'm one of Mac's biggest critics. I'm happy with the way he's played through three weeks. I really am. Me too. Me too. I think he's been he's been fine. I, I think he's operated the offense fine. Um, you know, he's taking care of the football, which is good for the most part. Um, yeah, I, I that's the shame in it is I think your quarterback has gotten himself back on track. Um, they just they and they the problems are between the twenties too, Scott. Like they. Yeah, it's funny. They they haven't even given themselves a chance to get into the red zone and see. What, they didn't take a snap, a single snap in the red zone last week, Scott. Not one yeah. single snap. That means you, you have problems going down the field. That's not good. I no. mean, it's one thing to try to, you know, get into the red zone and then, okay, short field, you know, you can't convert, whatever, kick a field goal. They can't even get down the field, and that's a problem. And this is this is the conversation we had when, when they were thinking about signing DeAndre Hopkins, and that's why we said, at the very least, okay, is it the Hopkins of old? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. But at the very least, an NFL defensive coordinator is going to look at the Patriots' offense with a guy that's a number one like a DeAndre Hopkins and say, yeah, well, we, we need a game plan for that guy because, you know, he, And then, as you said, everybody else sort of it opens up for them. So, and what did he get from Tennessee? Like he almost got what the, what the Patriots are paying Juju, right? It's it's similar. Is it it's, like ten, twelve million a year, whatever, whatever it is? Was just pay it up. Yeah, it's, it didn't. It wasn't going to cost you that much. It really wasn't. So, that's the disappointing thing. Maybe this, you know, the the one thing I'll, I'll leave open, and and maybe that you know will help them improve here, is the fact that the offensive line has been just sort of you know, in, in flux the first few weeks. Uh, and so hopefully maybe that comes along. They didn't have much time together in camp. If that helped, and I think there was signs of it. That's why I say I leave this sort of open for, you know, room for improvement because I thought the running game was better against the Jets. I thought they uh, – Well, Zeke was a lot better. He was than a Ramondre. lot better. Yeah, and, and, but I, I thought that was partly because of the offensive line because I thought they played better. It seemed a little bit more connected. Um, and if that continues to improve and you can get the running game going more and more, then I think it's going to help you a lot. Because the first couple weeks, I think they had a lot of trouble through the air because they just there was no threat of the run. It wasn't it yeah. wasn't working well. So, I, you know, I, I hope there's room for improvement, but um, they've just they've got to put together a couple of drives. here. I, I will say this. You talk about them not getting into the red zone. The, I, I will criticize Mac for one thing, and I'm assuming this is more on him than it is on Billy O'Brien and, and whatever the play calling might be. But there is a couple there was a couple of instances in that jet game, and I've seen it in other games this season. Mac likes to take his deep shots. Yeah. And sometimes, in my opinion, he takes him at the wrong time. Yeah. You know when the wrong time to take a deep shot is? Because a deep ball is a low percentage play, right? Yeah. I mean, not you don't complete a high percentage of deep balls. He takes them on third down, and I hate that. Yeah. Uh, to me, third and three. The, the, on third down, I don't care if it's third and three or third and eight. Yeah. The object on third down is pick up the first down and move the chains. Take a deep shot on first or second down, yeah. okay? I hate it on third down when he takes a deep shot, incomplete, Okay, on comes the punting unit. 
like there were plays. I think there was twice when he took deep shots on third down against the Jets, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" And I went back and watched it, and there were guys open underneath. You could have gone underneath, picked up the first down, kept the drive going. That's where Tom Brady was a master, yeah. and he would move the chains. Yeah, an absolute master. And don't forget, Brady early in his career was criticized for not being a good deep passer of the football either. It wasn't until he got Randy Moss that that changed. Right. So that's where, like, Mac, I, I think, needs to have better situational awareness, I'm going to call it that. Sure. You know, and, and, and that's where Billy O'Brien's got to hammer at home, too. It's like, yeah, I have no problem with you taking deep shots here and there. But you know what? Know when to do it, know when not to do it. And third down, to me, unless the guy's wide open, isn't the time to do it because it's a low percentage play. I want to keep the drive going. I want to move the chains. You have to have that patience. You have to have that patience to look at it and say, well, we'll get our chances. But Kendrick Bourne's wide open over the middle, and he's, and he's at the sticks. Put it on him, move the chains, keep things going. Right. I'm, I'm with you. There, there was one play, I think it was like a third and three, where, yeah, I think it was a crosser, and I think Kendrick Bourne was wide open, and instead Mac took a shot to, I think, Juju, and it just didn't connect. And clearly those two need to get on the same page um, because I, I, I don't know if they've had enough work together. I, I don't know. But, Mac, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster so far has not been – you know, an 11 million, whatever they're paying him a year dollar, you know, player because they need him to be a reliable guy. They need him to be what Jacoby Myers was. He hasn't been that yet. Yeah. Um, and that takes time. And so obviously there's some second guessing about who, you know, maybe they should have kept or whatnot. But, um, you know, you're at where you're at. And I- I'm with you, Scott. I-, I think you you need to have that patience to just move the chains, move the chains. That's that's when this offense is at its best. Right. Death by a thousand paper cuts. I agree. You know, so take time. So Nick, and and I know you you said this earlier. To me, there's three ways to acquire an elite wide receiver in the National Football League. One of them is through the draft, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, Bill's been horrendous in that area they drafting whiffed. wide receivers. The only two I think real good receivers he's drafted were in the you know early to middle or late rounds. Uh, he got Dion Branch many years ago. Was that a second or third round pick? Second. I can't remember. A second round pick. Okay, so that was a good one. And Julian Edelman was just an absolute find in the seventh round, yeah, right? right? I mean, outside of that, Bill's been really bad at drafting. And Edelman receivers. was a converted quarterback. Yeah, right, right. But they drafted him with the intention of giving him a shot at wide receiver. Uh, the other way, another way to get them is through free agency. And Bill seems reluctant to do that, to go out and find a top-level wide receiver in free agency or spend the money on one. Well, he has, and he just hasn't spent it on the right ones. Right. N- Nelson well, Aguilar. Well, that's what yeah, right. So you're right. So he's not good at that, too. Yeah, right. Good point. Nelson yeah. Aguilar is a good example. Uh, the third way where he has done well is acquiring one through a trade. Yeah. Randy Moss. Yeah. Wes Welker. Mm-hmm. They both came here via trade. Okay. Work the trade market. Yeah. Okay, do something. Uh, because I know there's been a lot of criticism. We've talked about it on this show. It's been on other shows up in Boston about the future of Bill Belichick. Should Bill be on the hot seat? This is year four post-Tom Brady. The Patriots should be better. Why aren't they? Is it Bill's fault? Is it Kraft's fault? Blah, 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 blah. Okay, here's my take on Bill Belichick. This guy has shown me he can still flat-out coach. Yeah. Okay, you look at the game plans he's had in the first three weeks. Say what you want. Okay, but the fact of the matter is the Miami Dolphins hung 70 on the Broncos. So the performance by the Patriots two weeks ago against Miami looks a hell of a lot better now, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I mean, that team is dangerous. Okay, the Patriots were in that game. Bill can still coach. 
Bill can still scheme it up. He can still come up with game plans. I still think he can motivate the guys he coaches. Bill, the GM, isn't doing a great job. No, he's not. And now here we get into that problem. And we remember it all too well because we went through this with Bill Parcells. If you're Bob Kraft, do you take that responsibility away from Bill? Because that led Parcells to say, "Uh uh-uh, see you later, pal. If you're going to do that to me, I'm out of here. And so, I mean, what do you do? Bill, the GM, has let Bill, the head coach, down, in my opinion. Of course. And in one area, finding an elite wide receiver. Yeah. Bill, go out and get one. Talk to the Minnesota Vikings. They're 0-3 now. See, just take a shot in the dark. <laughs> take a, what's it going to take to get – I don't care if it takes three first-round picks. Go get Justin Jefferson. Uh, see yeah. how different your team looks. Oh, my God. I'd love that, but I see a, more of a chance of Cousins getting moved than Jefferson yeah, ever getting Yeah, right. I, I think, I think Jefferson's yeah, a, a You're pipe right, dream. Joe. You're 100% right. I think a, that is the more likely yeah. move for the Minnesota Vikings. And if you're the Jets, is, you better be in on that call. It doesn't hurt to ask. I mean, who are – a lot of people are bringing up Jerry Judy. I'm not – super high on that i know he's an alabama guy with mac and i i know people but you know i think he's i think he's closer to the level of the receiver we have right now than the elite seems to be very injury prone yeah and i I just he doesn't have that number one cachet yet you know it it, he maybe he could be but i i don't know if you're gonna go out and and acquire a wide receiver get a name get a guy like I, i what kind of stinks, and you know, I, I don't, you know, we'll we'll see where they go from here. They they lose to the Eagles on Monday night, but like, the fact that Tampa Bay has started well, you know, two and one, you're like, oh man, because if Mike Evans was out there, that's a guy, that's a number one guy, yeah, that's a guy you can lean on, and I know he's got some miles on the tire. That that drive, that that scoring drive they had late in that game made you look and say, oh. That's what a number one wide receiver looks like. Yeah. And he's in the final year of his contract. Like, that that would be an ideal kind of fit and yeah. guy that you could put in there. Oh, boy, that that would be somebody. And the guy that Tom Brady leaned on, obviously. Um, so somebody like a, a you know, guy like Evans. That, that to me, is, you know, I, I don't think it's realistic right now um, unless Tampa kind of falls, you know, to the wayside here. Um, but that—that's the kind of deal you need to make. Not a, not somebody at a you know discounted price or something like that. Like if you're gonna get a wide receiver, get a name, get a game plan guy. That's what they need. And what's it gonna take to get Ramondre Stevenson going? I think we all had higher expectations for him. I don't know what's him. going you know, on. I've heard people say, well, he needs more carries. Well, I don't know. He's not doing much with the carries he's given. So what? What makes you justify giving him more carries? I, I, I want to give him a pass because the offensive line's been banged up and yeah. hasn't been intact. But yet last week I saw Ezekiel Elliott run a lot more effectively than he did behind that same offensive line. So I'm trying to figure out what the deal with Ramondre is. He just know. doesn't look like the same dude. He seems to be dancing a little bit too much instead of running north-south. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, part of that Joe's his game because I think their north-south runner last year was Damian Harris, right? He was yeah. the wrecking yeah. ball that was the north-south guy. Yeah. No, he he ran more confidently, I thought last year. So I I don't I don't know what's going on with Stevenson. I'm right there with you, Scott, because I thought I thought Elliott was really good this week. Um, I don't know, maybe he's dealing with an injury. I don't want to speculate on that, but um, I I'm with you. I don't think he's been the same guy. And they they need to get him going. They need to get that running game going. And I think if they could, I think they have thought that they could get him going a little bit in the passing game out of the backfield too. 
because um, that's still an element of the Patriots' offense that's missing. That passing back, they haven't had a guy like that since James White had that major yeah. injury. Yep. That's that was always such Kevin a great Falk, Kevin James Falk, White. Always such before a that, great Megat under Bill yes, Parcells. Yeah. Always a great part of the Patriots' offense. They still haven't been able to nail that down, and I thought they might sprinkle that in with with Stevenson, but they just haven't been able to do that yet. So Jane Vereen, another good one. Yeah, just like they – I, still, Green, feel, I exactly. still feel like they can do more with their tight ends too. I, I, th- I think yeah. there's some untapped potential there with the combination of Henry and Gasicki that the, they could u- utilize them more in the passing game. There was a couple of plays that they, they made with the tight ends last week that I was like, all right, first drive, they hit a nice you know, route with Gasicki that, that moved the chains a little bit. I'm like, okay, let's get more of this going because I think those are two – I think that was the targets. one target that he got. Yeah. One catch, that's it. Yeah, right, and it was a good one. Um, so, I, you know, maybe it takes time. I, I don't know, but they, they don't have much time um, because the NFL season is flying by. We're already in week four. Yeah, it's just, it's just, as a Patriots fan, it's fun watching their defense play. It's really frustrating watching the offense. Yeah. It really is. They, their offense should be better, and it's not. So, to me, Bill, you have to address it, right? Yeah. And, and Right now, the only way to address it, like I said, is to inquire about a trade. I, I know it's a, a, you know, a shot in the dark. It's unlikely to happen, but you need help at wide receiver. You, you need an elite guy. You yeah, need you an do. elite weapon that defenses have to game plan for. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, let's throw up in the phone lines. If you want to join us this morning, 401-777-1037 is that phone number. That's 401-777-1037. The text line is open as well. You can reach us there at 37937. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to Cordishi and Coit on WEEI. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.